Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. On Overtime Media. And it looks like we are good to go. Mile high hello, everybody in Broncos country. Welcome into another episode of the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. I'm your host, Lance Sanderson. Joining me, as per usual, is my good friend and colleague. He is Mile High Huddle's senior NFL draft analyst and the one and only Eric Trickle. Dude, this week's a huge week. I mean, the Olympics got started up last night, so I'm really looking forward to checking that out. Obviously, the Senior Bowl was going on this week. We had the Shrine Game last weekend. It's draft season, baby. I mean, we, obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up next weekend, the, the Bengals and the uh, and the Rams. I'm excited for my stepson, Jace, who's a huge Bengals fan. I'm looking forward to that. But, man, I've been looking forward to this since last week when we kind of you know put the final nail in the coffin and said, we're doing a mock draft for everyone. How are you feeling today, Eric? Feeling good. Been watching curling and catching up on everything going on with Senior Bowl. And, you know, as much as I love football, I've got a weird passion for curling. I absolutely love the sport, love to watch it. Um, been diving in, learning all the rules and everything about that as well. Gives a nice break from football, but I'm, but I'm excited for this because for tonight. Being able to talk about the draft, really dive into it. We have an idea about the schemes that the Broncos are going to be running. We have an idea about per, some personnel that they're going to be bringing in. We have a bunch of ideas. We're able to move forward and start going and being like yeah this player fits this player doesn't and keep that going and build mock drafts to that yeah it's it's gonna be fun especially defensively because with the, with the broncos rumored to bring be bringing in a jiro evero the uh the, the safeties and secondary coach in uh in los angeles gotta wait for him to finish up with the super bowl before they can make that higher official so it'll be interesting to see what kind of scheme that he runs he's been with multiple different prominent defensive names like dom capers monty kiffin um vic fangio as well wade phillips for a little bit there so he's got kind of a a wide background so we're not exactly sure how it's going to look i do think he's going to keep kind of with what he's been working with with the los angeles rams here lately uh the split safety stuff cover two four six stuff like that um maybe some mixed front coverages and stuff like that as well um, I, I'm not quite sure if he's going to run 4-2-5 or 3-3-5 in his nickel base personnel. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. But we have at least a pretty decent idea defensively. Now, offensively, obviously, with Nathaniel Hackett um, bringing in Justin Outen, the tight end coach from the Green Bay Packers, to be his offensive coordinator. They brought in Clint Kubiak, uh, the son of uh, former Denver Broncos head coach Gary Kubiak, to help be the run game coordinator, pass game coordinator as well, um, quarterbacks coach. So it's going to be really fun to see this team get back to the wide zones we're going to see an offensive line shift here as well. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to dive into this process and see some of the people that we can actually get, man. I'm excited for this. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner 
for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's always great. And then with the Senior Bowl this week, we're going to able to be able to bring in kind of what we've seen from there. And there are multiple players that are impressing from the Senior Bowl. Travis Jones, a big defensive lineman out of Connecticut, he was very impressive. Malik Willis seemed to kind of take that step forward back to being the number one quarterback there. Jermaine Johnson, an edge out of Florida State, who we'll probably be talking about once we get to the mock draft as well. It seems to be a big riser. I mean, there's conversations about him being a top 10 and being one of the top three edges in this class. Whereas before, it seemed kind of a hot take to say that he was a first-round pick, Mm -hmm. but not so much anymore. He seems to have helped himself where it's going around that he interviewed well. He has everything that you need out of an edge. So it's on top of knowing what the Broncos are going to be be running, knowing what's going on at Senior Bowl, hearing word that's coming out of there, basically, you know, listening to George Payton's comments from the Senior Bowl. It's all just giving us a better idea on not necessarily who to go for in the mock draft, kind of the direction to go yeah man and I mean we already know the needs the Broncos desperately need some help at the edge position obviously at cornerback as well um with uh with Kyle Fuller Bryce Callahan being on the last year of his deal um saying Bassey bouncing back and forth between between the Rams and the Chargers and the Broncos um so cornerbacks definitely need there obviously the quarterback position is something to talk about here as well um we're going to go into this without a quarterback trade I do believe Eric we're going to just kind of roll with it as just a, a just a straight up seven round mock draft with the with the 11 picks that the Broncos do have so um well, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. The so quarterback could definitely be on the table at number nine. Um, we can, I mean, go in a, a whole lot of different directions. But before we get into that, guys, quick matters of business. Say hello to everybody here in the room. We've got uh, Chase Wellner in here that's stoked for the mock. We appreciate you for joining us. Uh, Jay Stylos, Peter Middleton in Cambodia, as he always is on every Friday, uh, every Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. Uh, Jeff Noyes in the house as well. Uh, lone voice. This is a new name for me, at least. I, if I haven't seen you before, then I apologize for that. But we appreciate you for coming in here today. Amar McLean, another new name for us. Um, CC jumping in here. Dylan Von Arks running things behind the scenes as far as moderating the chat just a little bit. Obviously, Scott Kennedy behind the scenes running the ones and twos. Guys, you are watching the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. And you guys can find us on Twitter by following me. See if I can pull the panner down here uh, at Sanderson MHH and for Eric at Eric Trickle. And again, for Scott at Scout Kennedy, um, make sure you guys, while you're at it on Twitter, uh, follow at Mile High Huddle for breaking news and analysis regarding your Denver Broncos. Um, there's going to be film breakdowns. We've got the Finding Broncos series coming up here soon. Eric's got a bunch of premium draft content going to be coming out here soon as well. So at Mile High Huddle on Twitter, that's where you're going to find all of that stuff. Um, Facebook supporters, make sure you go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Click that blue become a supporters button so that you can get the trickle zone, which is coming back. Eric, on is it Saturdays again? Or what are we doing here? Yep, Saturdays, Saturdays at Two Mountain. 
Okay, Saturday's two Mountain Time, where, again, premium draft videos for you guys to check out. Join into the conversation there as well. Uh, we appreciate all of your guys' support. Make sure you guys are, you know, following us, again, on Twitter, um, at on facebook.com slash mile high huddle subscribe wherever you guys are watching this specifically on youtube it helps out a lot if you like it click uh click like on every single video and if you love it share it get in front of as many broncos fans as possible because without your guys' support we could not do what we do best which is bring you the best draft content on any broncos platform that's out there so with that eric i'm gonna hand it over to you really fast oh we got a huge dale jumping in man this was our guy big <laughs> shout out to dale for uh for the taking us to the game week three just a, it's a pleasure to have you back in the chat dale it's good to see you man uh need to give you a phone call and, and, and just touch base and see how you guys are doing and uh say hello to gretchen as well uh hey gents looking good let's roll uh, smash guys yes sir i'm i'm and pre- appreciate the very generous super chat dale we we really appreciate your support man we really do thank you for that all right eric i'm gonna hand it over to you really fast why don't you bring up the dra- the mock draft machine let's see what we've got going on here I'm gonna have to go full screen so I can actually see what we've got going on here. Guys. Bit bigger here. There we Ooh, go. Never mind. Bigger does not work. <laughs> too much. Too much. Too much. Back out. Fortunately, we're gonna have to can only go this big. I know it's a little bit hard to read, guys. Sorry about that. But if I make it bigger, it makes it all wonky on my end, which makes it wonky for you guys. Obviously, the Broncos they're gonna be picking at nine overall. We all know that draft order is essentially set, except for who's picking thirty-one, who's picking thirty-two. Part of me kind of hopes that you know it's. Cincy at 31, Rams at 32, but we'll see. Um, first nine picks were Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Aiden Hutchinson, the edge out of Michigan, going to Detroit. Kyle Hamilton, my top player in this draft, going number three to, to Houston out of Notre Dame. Iki Ikwanu coming out of North Carolina State, the offensive tackle going to the Jets. We got Kayvon Thibodeau, going, the edge out of Oregon, going to the Giants. Charles Cross, the offensive tackle out of Mississippi State who with the Broncos switching to outside zone actually wouldn't be a bad fit there. He goes to the Panthers, Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, guy I'm really high on. Some uh, concerns coming out from uh, with his attitude out of the senior bowl, but he handled himself pretty well. He's going number seven to the Giants. And then Derek Singley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU, who I've heard that there's quite a few medical questions going on about him and kind of getting the Caleb Farley-esque injury treatment there, medical red flag treatment. Um, so top 10 may not actually happen, but the mock drafting, the draft networks, mock draft simulator currently has them going there. So a lot of needs that the Broncos have, uh, Jordan Davis, the interior defensive lineman out of Georgia, big guy. I still question how much upside he has as a pass rusher. So I'm, I'm not sure if I go that way at nine, but there's a couple edges there and edges to where I'm looking at. And these guys, I think both of them are worth a top 10 pick. I think Jermaine Johnson with what he showed at the Senior Bowl, he answer, answered quite a few questions. What I kind of lean his way over David Ojabo. I think Ojabo is the better athlete, but Jermaine Johnson has a lot more tools to work with. They're both they both still have a little bit of the technique that they need to work on, and I think that Johnson is a better run defender than Ojabo. He's more of a complete player than Ojabo is, which is why I, I kind of prefer Jermaine Johnson at this place. You're muted. Lance, you're muted. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Didn't realize that I, I forgot that I muted myself. Uh, Kaven was screaming in the background. Uh, Michael, hello, and thank you. I just said it all again. Um, uh, good evening, Lance and Eric on the Dove Valley Deep Divers Broncos. Uh, 
uh, Michael jumping back in here again. Um, good evening again, Broncos country. Go Broncos as well, and and thank you for that. Now, Eric, I do actually agree with you on this one. Um, Jermaine Johnson is a guy that's been quickly rising up draft boards with what he was able to do at the, the senior bowl. I know that you said that you had him as a first round pick early on. Um, and then now you're seeing him fly up the draft board here as well. Um, this to me seems a little rich. I do think that there's some technical aspects that he needs to refine with. Um, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of him in the running game because he guesses just a little bit too much and he doesn't have very good gap, uh, gap integrity. The problem here though, is David Ojabo. He doesn't have the strength to hold up on the edge right now. He's getting blown out of the water a lot of the time. If he gets met up with some power, especially in some double team stuff, he can definitely get blown off of the line of scrimmage here. So um, Jermaine Johnson would definitely be the way that I would be leaning here. Eric, why don't you scroll down for me just really fast and uh, go down through another of the, the couple guys that you've got. So we've got uh, Kenyon Green, no. Um, Travon Walker is a guy that I like a lot here as well. And the cornerback here, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the kid out of Cincinnati. Um, long, fluid, rangy, has has pretty good ball skills, um, decent hands as well. Got his hands, I believe, on what, four or five interceptions this year as well. So um, I, I like Gardner here. It might be a little rich for number nine, but what do you think about taking a cornerback? I mean, taking a corner, we've talked about their needs before, and – Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller, they're both free agents. Michael Ojemudi, we barely got to see him on the field last year. We're not sure what he's going to offer. Ronald Darby has injury concerns. He's only played one full season. That was his 2020 season with the Washington football team, with Washington Commanders now. And uh, so so we're, we're not sure what's happening with the depth there. We have Patrick Sertan, and well, Ronald Darby plays well when he's out there. How often are you going to have him out there on the field? It, that That's the concern there. So I'm fine with a corner. I'm just not sure it would pick nine is the best spot for it. If we were doing trades, maybe a slight trade down would be awesome. Maybe with the depth of this class, taking one a little bit later, that would be better value. Right. And then talking about Trayvon Walker, I like him. I like him a good amount. It's just I'm not sure if he can hold up as full-time as an edge. He, he's kind of this he, – he's a bit of a hybrid, inside-outside mm -hmm. guy. And I, I question being in the Vic Banjo scheme with, well, um, assuming that's what Evero is going to be running once he co comes to Denver. That's the assumption. That's what's being made reported by media is that it's going to be a similar scheme. So you're going to see these edges drop into coverage. I have questions there at the NFL level. I'm not sure that that's the way I would go if I'm going edge. I mean, as I said, Jermaine Johnson would be the way that I'd be going here. Todd, uh, Todd Osendorf jumping in here. Um, is is uh, George Karloftis the edge out of Purdue available right here? My assumption is yes. He, yes, he is. He's the 21st player on the draft network board. Uh, I have him a little bit higher than that. Um, well, with my last board, which hasn't been updated for senior bowl stuff yet. But at number nine, I wouldn't be going Karloftis here. There's major concerns about his length. There's mm -hmm. some people I've spoke to said that he won't even break 32 inches. And for most, 33, 33 and a half seems to be what you want with edges in terms of arm length. There's a reason why 33, 34 inches are the, is pretty much the standard with offensive tackles. So George Karloftis, not quite meeting that. I like him a little bit better with his hand in the dirt. If Denver was switching up to a base 4-3 scheme where your edges are going to have their hand in the dirt, then I would be a little bit more okay with it. I think he's got a little bit, um, little bit quicker of a get-off coming out of that three-point stance than he does a two-point stance. I'm just – I like him. I like him a lot. Just not really sure for Denver. Yeah. 
we got about 20 seconds here on a five minute timer that I have pulled up here. And I've wasted about 30 of that saying hello into a muted microphone. But uh, judging by the looks of the chat here, I'm going to grab this comment here from Chase Wellner. And I actually agree with him on this one. Eric has me sold on Jermaine Johnson, the edge out of Florida state. Now, one thing that I do want to say here is that you were just talking about it as far as the versatility within the scheme and stuff like that. And George Karloftis, yes, is more of a hand in the dirt kind of a, a edge player. You know, they, they don't necessarily use him in a lot of different facets. Jermaine Johnson rushed off of both sides of the football. He played five, six and seven technique and also played as a, a stand up edge defender off at, out of the nine technique. I think this is the pick here. I do think Jermaine Johnson actually provides the best value here as a guy that can definitely grow and turn into really a top probably 10 edge defender in the NFL. To me, this is Jermaine Johnson all the way. Yeah, real quick, just a little bit of news that broke when we were live. The Denver Broncos have informed Chris Cooper, the assistant offensive line coach under Mike Munchak, that they will not be retaining his services. So it looks like it's going to be an all-new offensive line coaching staff for the Broncos going forward. But I see somebody real quick talk about Devin Lloyd. Um, the issue is, is that Denver doesn't really have the, that big of a need for a linebacker to justify taking the poor value of the position at number nine overall. Um, we've seen how easily in this defense that they, that were the assumption is being made that they're going to be running to kind of rotate linebackers and continue to have good, um, uh, good showings out of them, good play. So just number nine is just a bit rich for it. We're going to lock in with Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Rodney jumping in here. Rodney Garcia. Uh, good evening, guys. Super excited for the draft to see what studs the Broncos will pick. Go Broncos. And indeed, go Broncos. Super excited about this uh, this draft process. I'm just kind of slowly getting started. And yeah, we're, we're not doing trades today, guys. No, no trades today, unfortunately. And looks like we're getting a lot of offers here. Um, let's see. Oh, dang it. Let me let me get uh, let me get pulled up big screen here so I can see what we've got going on here. All right, Eric, who were the last five taken here? The last five are were Jamari Slayer going 39th overall. What I saw of the senior bowl, he's kind of seemed to have a little bit of rough, a rough time, a rough go there. Daxon Hill, the versatile defensive back out of Michigan, went 38. Tariq Woolen. Um, I didn't see much of from the senior bowl out of him. I just know that he was one of the faster guys there. Malik Willis, who had a killer senior bowl, again, kind of put himself back into that conversation of quarterback one after what was a rough season. And then Roger McCreary, Trent McDuffie, a corner, two corners. Both of them can play inside, outside. I think McCreary has more to offer on the outside than McDuffie. Well, McDuffie is much better than Nickel. McCreary out of Auburn and McDuffie out of Washington. Yeah. All right, so sitting up at the top of the board, you got the safety, uh, Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Big physical kid. I really like this kid a lot. Um, David Bell, lengthy wide receiver from Purdue. Uh, Carson Strong, the quarterback with a big arm from Nevada. Christian Harris, linebacker from Alabama. Desmond Ritter, a toolsy kid, but just has a lot of accuracy concerns. The quarterback out of uh, Cincinnati. Kenneth Walker, the third. As much as I like his tape, man, I don't know that you uh, you want to go another running back that high. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere from Ohio State, an offensive tackle that may not fit the scheme as far as a, a stretch zone scheme is concerned here. I think he's a little bit better straight up in power and stuff like that. Maybe not quite out on the move like that. And Lewis Seen, the safety from Georgia, who's been getting a lot of buzz here lately. He's risen, risen up draft boards pretty frequently here lately in fact i don't think that i remember seeing him in the second round i think he was like a like more of a, a day three early day three kind of a kid so to see him rising up that's this is pretty impressive so eric what do you think you where do you think you want to go here well just getting a couple questions out of the chat right away there's going to be a lot of strong 
Carson Strong, Carson Strong. Um, Black Knight from Twitch asked about Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. My assumption is he got taken somewhere in the first yeah. round. He's still not on the board. Um, probably went probably just between between 10 and 20, um, 10 and 15, somewhere in that range. Um, I, I know it's going to be popular to say quarterback here. It's just the quarterbacks that are available, I'm just not sure about at 40. Um, the, the way I'm looking at it is just go and help fix – that offensive line, go get a tackle. Um, there's a guy here, Bernard Raymond, mm-hmm. huge fan of him. The The concern is, is will he actually be available in the second round? There's a lot of talk about him going in the first round. He had a pretty strong senior bowl, very impressive moves, extremely well fits with what the Broncos want to do offensively in the outside zone Has good footwork. Um, some strength concerns there that he has, but mm-hmm. he showed a little bit more strength as a senior bowl from the, from what I was able to see, that's the way I would be going. We got edge. I think time to go up onto the uh, offensive line. If not there, then I'd be looking at interior defensive line. Um, Perion Winfrey or Travis Jones. Travis Jones had such a huge um, game or huge week at the Senior Bowl. Uh, was dominant, very hard to stop. Perion Winfrey also had a really good week. Perion Winfrey, is he's long. He's got good quickness off the snap. He's got good strength. He can get after the quarterback. He can defend the run. Travis Jones, a lot of people are going to limit him to a 0-1 technique, a gap run defender. I think he offers up a little bit more than that. Obviously, you're not going to move him out to 4-5 technique, but you can move him out to 3 technique in certain situations. Maybe 4-5 technique in big packages, in obvious running situations like, you know, fourth and short that they're going to run it. You just want to kind of clog the middle on the goal line, those kind of situations. And I think that with with a little bit of work, he can offer up a good amount as a pass rusher to kind of push the middle, keep quarterback from climbing up. So of the guys that are available, those are the three that I would be looking at. Yeah, Travis Jones is really intriguing here. This kid is strong as an ox, man. He takes on double teams with the best of them. I mean, he's very good in the running game, like Eric said as well. But there is some pass rush versatility here as well. Um, Perry and Winfrey, there's some versatility with him because I think he can play anywhere from three to five and actually be all right. He doesn't have the the strength to play as, as a 0-1 nose technique, but uh, he can actually get after the quarterback from the three, the four eye, and the five technique pretty easily. So I like that pick there as well um what about the cornerbacks what cornerbacks are available here uh Kyrie Elam maybe Eh. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie Elam in the scheme that the Broncos are running Kyler Gordon same kind of situation not a big fan of the scheme there it's a thing that there's a couple guys here that I'm looking at that fit what the Broncos want to do Martin Emerson Darion Kendrick Mario Goodrich those are three and um I think Nehemiah Prickett actually isn't in the draft. I think he actually returned to school. Not positive on that, though. Um, but anyways, Emerson, Kendrick, and Goodrich, those are all guys that I like. Not top 40. Uh, maybe with the second Seneca round pick I'd be looking at. Ideally, yeah. with the best value for where I have them evaluate, with where my evaluation is on them. We're able to get them with one of the two third round picks. Right. And Peter Middleton jumping in here saying we need to protect our quarterback. And yeah, I absolutely agree with you on this one. And Bernard Raymond seems to be the guy that I'm kind of leaning towards here. I was doing a mock draft before we came on to this. Uh, and like Eric said, a perfect fit for the outside zone scheme needs to you know work a little bit better as an anchor in the pass rush. There's some strength issues there. Um, is he going to be long enough? I'm not sure. It, it's been a minute since I took a look at him. Is there going to be length concerns with him? With Raymond, yeah, I'm pretty sure he met the met the broke the thirty three inch. Okay, more. I I I didn't sure. see. I'd have to double. I'd have to double check from the Senior Bowl. Um, 
But I, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he did. I, I know he didn't break 34. I think he came in at like 33 and a quarter, 33 and a half, somewhere around there. Yeah, and it looks like as uh, – It looks like Scott's saying dead even at 33. Uh, okay, thanks, Scott. We appreciate that uh, from behind the scenes here. Um, Peter Middleton's happy with that pick. Uh, Todd Osendorf asking really quickly, what safeties are available? If you could take a look there really fast. Because I know that I know that you were saying Daxon Hill earlier, I think, Todd, uh, is who you're talking about. Daxon Hill, the kid from Michigan, but he just went at, at 38, I do believe. Um, I can't see what that says, Eric. We got Let Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Um, Lewis Sign, Jalen Petrie, Petrie, Pitter. I, I'm not sure how to say the last name. It's Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie. Petrie. Okay. Yep. And Veron McKinley and then Kirby Joseph, who I really like. And I think Kirby Joseph is going to be rising up through the draft process out of Illinois. Yeah, I, I like Lewis Seen here. Um, I don't necessarily know that safety is a, a huge need, especially with Caden Stearns coming through the ranks. Maybe a later day pick as well. I mean, you got Jamar Johnson laid, tied up on the roster as well. P.J. Locke, a kid that may be on his way out, just depending on what they do with the scheme defensively. But uh, safety round two might be a little richer. I do really think – and it looks like everyone's um, everyone is still kind of in the chat. We've got uh, Jeremy over on Twitch saying, take an offensive tackle. Uh, Bronco Jedi saying, is the Northern Iowa tackle available? Uh, Trevor Penning, no, he went in the top 10, actually, in, in this one. Uh, Mike Woodward, O-line. I think Raymond's going to have to be the pick here. Let's lock that one in really fast. So it, it, are we talking right-left tackle versatility here with uh, um, with Raymond? Is is there potentially some guard versatility with him as well? Or is I don't he think a tackle only? I don't think you want to put him inside at guard, but I do think he offers up left and right side versatility. Right away coming in, you'd want to put him at right side. I think that would be the best benefit as he kind of grows to the NFL game. And one thing, in my opinion, is that he was part of the best offensive tackle duo in college football last year with Luke Godek out of um, Central Michigan. He played left tackle there. He's got pretty good technique. I'm moving him to the right side to start. And it's more so because I'm not moving Garrett Bowles. Right. But once Garrett Bowles is gone, I don't expect him to get a third contract from Denver. Once that's done, then I, I'd look at moving him over because you don't want to move Garrett Bowles with certain issues that he has. You don't want to make things more complicated for him. Let the rookie go in and then go in and move him after that time. Yeah. Lawrence Rivera jumping in here with a really good question. It's something that I always have kind of pondered, especially um, when it comes to the drafting. Uh, do you think that the Denver that the Denver Broncos should take the best player on the board overall, no matter what the position is, or should they focus on the best player at the position that we need? For me, I would rather go after the best player overall. We need more star power to pull attention away from the other players to get other parts of the field open. What do you think about that, Eric? Um. Typically, NFL teams draft by best player available at a position of need. Um, very rarely is it just one way or the other. And when you, it's obvious when you see a team draft for need because that's when you see huge reaches. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm big on that. Go with your evaluation. Go with your gut. Take the best player available at a position of need. I don't, um, disagree, I don't disagree with you on that as far as a position of need. However, if a player falls to you, even if you have a, a – a, a, it's a position of strength. So let's say, for example, at pick number 40 overall, Traylon Burks from Arkansas falls to the Broncos. Now, am I jumping like champion at the bit to go and do that? No, but if the board doesn't fall right, you don't like any of the other guys, strengthen some strengths a little bit. Take the best player that's available, and at number 40 overall, Traylon Burks very well could be the best player available because it seems to me that he's like a top 15 pick this year. Like 
there's there's a certain point where you do have to have that kind of philosophy as well. Yes, I, I, obviously there's a bunch of needs. This Broncos team definitely needs to you know address the offensive tackle, the edge position. We've already got their cornerback, quarterback as well. I mean, but still, if there's nothing there that you like specifically, and you can help bolster a strength and and maybe take a player to help boost your team up in in a certain spot and make you have some more you know, ammunition, some trade bait, stuff like that, something you can move on from, maybe get a little bit more versatile in some specific aspects. I definitely like that idea as well. So I'm not going to take away from that, but I do agree with you. You typically want to go with the best player available at a position of need more than just focusing on, you know, taking the best player, period. Well, here's the issue with the example you gave with Traylon Burks is I could sit here and I can make an argument as to why Denver needs Traylon Burks. Why is that? I can't. I can. He offers a different skill set from any receiver that they have. He's not Cortland Sutton. He's not Tim Patrick. He's not Jerry Judy. He is something completely different. He is a offensive weapon at his size. He reminds yeah. me so much of um, of Thomas of DT. Yeah, yeah. Like with his playstyle, screens. He can go out there and make. He's got good speed. He's just a a weapon that you want to have. You can even have him stand in the backfield and hand the ball off to him and let him go and make plays that way. Um, everybody talks about wanting to find Debo Samuel. Well, I don't go. think that Traylon Burks is Debo Samuel. I think he's a pretty close caliber to it and with the offense. So I can make the argument for that. And obviously, you can get to a situation, well, if this player drops to here, then I'm going to go get him. But why did that player drop? Why mm-hmm. are they there? What is it about them that we as analysts outside of it, we don't have access to? I mean, there's a running back a few years ago. Uh, I believe it was Washington. He ended up signing with the Eagles as an undrafted free agent. Whoever was talking about as a second-round pick will come to find out that he had a degenerative issue with his knees. Um, there was that Clemson um, defensive lineman. He ended up sticking around for a while. He was viewed as a top-ten pick. Bowser, I think is what his name was, years ago, over 10 years ago. Ended up with Tampa Bay in the second round. Um, I believe it was the same year Adrian Claiborne came out. I might be mistaken on that because mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. Claiborne was the first-round pick that they had. And degenerative knee issue. Why are they falling? So you, you can't sit there and just say, um, oh, well, is this going to be – why are they falling? Like, it's just – it's rough because you can't just say, yeah, I'm going to go get that guy just because he fell. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, we have a super chat in here real quick that I want to grab. Salvation yeah. with the $5 nation says ESPN predicts – I'll come back to that part of it. Broncos resign Teddy quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to two-year $39 million deal. You guys heard about this. Um, yeah, it was an off-season mock. It wasn't a prediction. It was an off-season mock that was done by ESPN where their beat writers for every team went through and kind of did what they thought. So when your Green Bay Packers guy is saying, no, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers, when your Seattle Seahawks guy is saying, no, we're not trading Russell Wilson, when they're all saying doing that, what's Jeff Legwold going to do? I mean, Denver's going to do something at quarterback. I don't think they're drafting one at nine, even if they don't land Rodgers or Wilson. Um, I believe the Minnesota Vikings guy had that Kirk Cousins was coming back. I doubt that happens. I doubt Kirk Cousins is back. I doubt Aaron Rodgers is Green Bay. I think the most likely is Russell Wilson to stay in Seattle. Wasn't a prediction. It was just an offseason mock that Jeff Legwold kind of had to do something, and re-signing Teddy was the easy thing. No way it happens. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you on that one. I don't think that there's any way that George Payton can sell that to this this fan base. Not that it, it cares what the fan base thinks. Like quite honestly, it's that this is a business, and he's running a business. And the best thing that you can do for the business is winning football games. Not that Teddy did a, a whole lot of that, but still, I mean, it, 
I don't think that that's even an option. Um, it was brought in solely because Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer wanted him and they wanted the safe route to try to help save their jobs. And I, I know that that's a crappy way of saying that, but really that's the truth there. Um, they, Teddy was the safer option and they thought that they could, you know, help win some football games that way. And we all saw that that was definitely not a thing. There's something that I want to grab here because uh, well, Jeremy. The easiest way to highlight that ESPN article, it's this thing called clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one here that I want to grab really fast because Jeremy said something that we can all get down with. It, when is Lance solo drafting while drunk? Um, every night that ends with why. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be streaming it to platforms, but it's going to be happening. You can just promise yourself that one. No, I'm just playing. All right. Guys, uh, Eric- I, have, I have pushed for a NS- NSFW podcast late night. But we keep saying no, you know, the whole thing about professionalism. Like, uh. Eric, anyway, we just, we just need to. We, what we need to do is we need to get a, a whole bunch of people's uh, email addresses. I'm going to cut all <laughs> the back channels here. We're going to break the fourth wall here. Send us your guys' email addresses and stuff like that. We'll jump on to um, onto Eric's uh, Eric's YouTube or whatever, and just go live on on YouTube and, or maybe on Twitch or something like that, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun. I'm I'm definitely about this. Mm-hmm. All right. Actually, there's one comment here I want to grab. Lil Yell69 says, be very afraid of Willis Rumors pick up. No, you want Willis Rumors to pick up. You mm-hmm. want rumors of Willis picking up to Denver because that means somebody's going to trade up and go get him. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're exactly right. All right, so let me go back full screen so I can see where we're at. Let's reset this draft. We're running a little bit out of time here. We've got about 27 minutes, guys. All right, oh, hey, look at this. Look at who is still available for the Broncos, the number 64 overall. Um, Perrion Winfrey, Travis Jones, they both made it down. Um, what else you got? Can you take us to the um, to the big well, board? Real quick, I want to say something here, and I wanted to say before we started, totally slipped my mind, is I, I'm kind of going through this mock draft with in mind of actual ranges I believe players are going. I don't think Travis Jones makes it to 64. Slim chance he makes it to 40, so I was okay going there. I think he goes to round one, so slim chance of a slight fall there. Obviously, you can't predict the unpredictable. Um, but I'm going to say no to Travis Jones here. I think Perry on Winfrey actually, I think he goes top top 60 at the very least, so it's a slight bit of a fall. So I think that he can go there. So I'm going to rule out Tra- Travis Jones here. Perry on Winfrey is an option, and he's one of my top options here. Denver has to get better on the defensive line. They mm-hmm. have to. If they want this scheme to work, that's a big problem that they had this last year. It helps take off the pressure off your edges. They had so many issues against the run in big moments. Perry on Winfrey can help. He needs some de- um, de- needs some development. Shelby Harris was kind of lackluster. McTelvin Ajim hasn't shown the growth that we wanted to see. They need help. They need a guy who can go and be an interior pass rusher and help take some pressure off of Draymond Jones. Now, going to other positions, real quick, looking at the board overall, Christian Harris is still there. This is a range where this is where I actually think he goes. I think mm-hmm. the draft network's a little bit high on him. I think he goes late round two, early round three. Trey McBride, I Isaiah likely. I know it's going to be hard to swallow for going tight end at this point, but I'd be considering it, trying to find a blo- guy who can come in as be a blocker. Um, I think there's a good chance that one of Noah Fant or Albert Oglebenham aren't with the Broncos next year, um, for the simple fact that neither one of them is really developed as a blocker is what you want. Um, so that's like an option. Kerry Elam, who we talked about, he's still on the board, but I don't see it being a fit. Another linebacker, Darian Beavers, I think is a little bit more old, old school. Darian Kennard is not a fit for what Denver currently runs. 
Uh, Martin Emerson, Jalen Weidermeyer, Sky Moore, that's a wide receiver that I'd be looking at at this point. Darion Kendrick, and if you want to go running back that you compare with Javante Williams, Kyron Williams, Williams wouldn't be a bad option. I like Kyron Williams a lot. He's got elite speed, guys. He catches the ball really well out of the backfield, but I'm looking at the cornerback position or the interior defensive line position here. Help bolster this defense up. And Darian Kendrick, if he it wasn't a head case, there's a lot, there's serious character concerns with him. They were they dated back to him. Um where was he at? Was he uh I can't remember Clemson. where he was. Clemson, that's it. Uh, I want to say Tennessee for some reason. I knew it was orange. Uh apologies there, guys. But uh, Darian Kendrick, when he transferred out of Clemson, it was a, there was a lot of altercations going on with some coaching staff members and stuff like that, uh, as as well as some some fights in the locker room with some teammates and stuff. So he's a, a little bit of a head case there, but the talent is there, guys. He'd be a top 32 player, he'd be a first round pick for me. Um, there's range, there's fluidity, he gets his hands on really a lot of footballs, a really solid tackler he's just a mean football player all the way around that's a guy that i'm really intrigued by because you can stick him on the boundary opposite of pat sertan and you don't have to worry about your cornerback position for the next four years sitting here at what 64 so yeah i i'm very intrigued by darian kendrick here um i also do agree with the perry and winfrey pick because Something that I want to see more of working forward with the uh, with the Denver Broncos here is uh, getting Draymond Jones on the outside and using him as a seven technique defensive end and using that strength that he has. Um, he, he he only weighs about two hundred eighty seven pounds, or at least that's about where he where he plays at. So he's not a a, a guy that you want to be as a, a five technique or even a four a three technique interior defensive lineman. I want to see them getting him out on the edge and maybe use a little bit more of that strength to help bolster the edge in the running game. So uh, Perrion Winfrey is something that I would is, is a guy that I'd be really looking at here for sure. And then real quick, just grab this comment. Um, why got to disagree with you there, fan as a top tight end. I expect him to show in the new system now. Um, he could be a top receiving tight end, but the fact of the matter is, he's not a good blocker. He never really has been. He showed progress his first two years. This year, completely fell off a cliff. Whether it was motivation, which could be the case, um, or other issues, doesn't change my analysis. There is Denver's got to figure out something to get better blocking from the tight end position because Noah Fant and Albert Okwebenam, as they are right now are not it, and I question how much upside both of them have to develop as blockers. That said, tight end at this early, not really what I'm going. Denver has two third-round picks. That's really where I would be looking at to possibly upgrade, help help upgrade the tight end position and the running back position. Interior defensive line is what I'm going here. You need to get a guy who can help out Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones does perfectly fine as a four technique, five technique. That's where he does his best run defense. Um, you don't want you don't really want to push him outside because then he he's not the athlete that you want to be able to stand up outside as a seven technique. You end up getting clunky with get a, end up getting clunky with your edges. You, you got to bolster that inside. You do definitely need. I saw somebody else say Travis Jones. I already ruled that out for reasons I don't think he's going to be there. But you got to upgrade Mike Purcell. I completely agree with that. Got to get somebody there. I think there's other options a little bit later. Um, Perry on Winfrey. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last year with Shelby Harris, um, unless he has a great year and managed to show that he's still worth it because his last year was a disappointment. Yeah. So I, Black Knight keeps asking me about John Ridgeway out of Arkansas. I like him. And I, I think we'll talk about him here shortly because even if it seems like we're going Perry on Winfrey now, as I said, got to upgrade over Mike Purcell. This isn't a deep defensive line class. So if you want defensive line, you need to get them a little bit early. And John Ridgway is a pretty good zero one technique option. So we might be talking about him here in a little bit. Yeah. So Perry on Winfrey is a pick here. 
as we watch this kind of roll down, I'm going to scroll back through the chat and see if I can't find another couple of questions. We apologize for the, uh, the phone call offers here. Um, didn't think that there was going to get that many. Uh, so where are we at here? Is this 70, 75? Yeah. Okay. So what's, what's your players still on the board here? Let me see here. Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. Likely. Darian um, Beavers, Jalen Wittemeyer, Darian Kendrick, Jeremy Ruckert. We got Kate Outen. So a lot of tight ends here. Travis Jones is still on the board again. I still think that's too early. Wandale Robinson, um, that's another guy if you kind of want to look for a Debo Samuel type mm-hmm. S player. Mm-hmm. Um, Damone Clark, Jalen Tolbert, Quay Walker, Mario Goodrich, um, Chad M- uh, Muma, Brandon Smith, if you want an athlete at the offensive line or at linebacker. Uh, plenty of good options. So, where specifically you want me to go to? So I, I'm still thinking you got to bolster that secondary, but there's a linebacker there that I really like a lot in Chad Muma, and I'm not sure that he's going to make it all the way down. This kid, a um, little bit better athlete than Logan Wilson. I know that you like him a lot. And in fact, when you were asking me a while ago about players that uh, I knew from Wyoming to kind of help you you know, eliminate some players to watch um, <clears throat> as far as the scouting reports and stuff, I it was like, Chad Muma, I'm not so sure about, but I've heard a lot of really nice things. You actually dove into him and said that you like him better than Logan Wilson, who was a guy that I really liked in the third round. Um, so that's a way that I'd like to go. Still, though, I mean, you've got you to gotta get that cornerback position shorn up here. What other cornerbacks are still available here, Eric? I, and my guy, Kendrick, is still there. Um, Mario Goodrich, uh, Alante Taylor from from Tennessee, probably a little rich there. Um, Cam Taylor Britt's an intriguing option later down. I think there's some versatility with him, but uh, I'm not going that this way. Kobe Bryant, you can slide him inside a little bit, play some nickel there. Um, but still, that's, that's too early for this. Um, what about uh, – do we go tight end here? Do you really run a tight end here or uh, maybe even a running back? Is James Cook available? James Cook is available. That's a good pair with that, – that's a really good pair with uh, – um, uh, with uh, damn it, Javante Williams, like that's a that's a good pair with him. They they complement each other well. James Cook has a little bit more breakaway speed, and I think that he can a little bit better of a receiver. So you can one two punch them if you're moving on from Melvin Gordon. I like that there. I do kind of like that. Maybe he might fall down just a little bit and get him with, with the second third round pick. But uh, what do you think, man? Well, there's a another edge because Denver desperately needs edge help. Yeah, yeah that had a really good senior bowl week. Nick uh, the guy that I'm really high on, good athlete, good technique, um, holds his own against the run, but not great against the run by any means. Uh, Boya Mafi out of Minnesota. And this is, okay, thing, this, is, and, this is a name that I don't know. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go off on him for a second here? So Boya Mafi, I mean, he made Bruce Feldman's freak athlete list. And surprisingly, that freak athlete list for edges is actually pretty predictable for success in the NFL. Um, you want athletes at the edge position. It's pretty simple. Um, Bradley Chubb, he's on his last year of his deal. Um, you have Malik Reed, who's a restricted free agent. Jonathan Cooper, a seventh-round pick who had one and a half good games and, and was kind of invisible the rest. And then what? At edge. Yeah, I think Denver will bring in veteran help at edge, but obviously we're not doing this with free agency. You gotta, you gotta drastically improve that room, adding more athleticism, adding a better run defender. I think that he could immediately come in with 
um, Jermaine Johnson already stepping in as your number one, number two rusher. I think Boya Mafi comes in as your number three rusher right away. He's an upgrade over what Malik Reed has to offer. He's an upgrade over um, Jonathan Cooper. He's not far behind Chubb, in my opinion, because, and not necessarily as terms of players, but evaluating everything with Chubb's health concerns. That's what kind of keeps Boya Mafi right there. Um, if you want, and so Boya Mafi, he's kind of the way I go. I like the depth of this corner class. I like the depth of this linebacker class. I like the depth of this running back class. I'm fine waiting. I'm fine pushing down those guys to double up on edge because edge is so desperately needed in today's NFL. You have to have three good edge rushers, realistically, if you want to if you want to compete. Yeah, and uh, as much as I like Jeffrey Gunter, I see him down there sitting. I think it's one uh, 182 overall. He's down at the bottom of the list there, guys. Um, I like Jeffrey Gunter a lot. I'm not sure exactly the fit there. Um, it's, Correct me if I'm wrong. He's um, he, he's a little thicker, um, plays a little bit more inside, outside, kind of versatile, little chess piece kind of a kid. He's not like a true edge there. Um, Boya Mafi, I haven't gotten a chance to check him out, so I'll kind of take your word on him, and I'm going to recuse myself from that part of the conversation. Um, it, it's it's interesting. Let's go to the chat here. Let's go to the chat, see if we can uh, um, get some 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 insight here. Uh, look, Black Knight says, Look at that Black Knight. Um, asked, wait, Scott, did you talk not talk about Boye the other day? Um, Scott actually had a leap. He's doing a guest spot on another thing, so we don't have Scott here at yep. the moment. Yep. Um, let's see here. Wyatt says, I like Cook as, as long as Gordon doesn't come back on a team-friendly deal. Um, Peter Middleton says, don't forget the running back. Drake Foss says, what about Jerome Ford, the running back from um, Cincinnati? Um, He's uh, very similar to Javante Williams. I'm not, he is. It doesn't yeah. make for a good – pairing no uh pick the kendrick kid uh he equals Tlaib jr that's from mike woodward um dylan von arch says that uh, chad muma is interesting ej says chad muma as well we've got kind of a it's it's a mixed bag here it really is a mixed bag some people said uh, checking out and we all we thank you guys for joining us but hopefully you guys you know come back around uh our pal says get boye mafi here um i don't know eric i'm gonna leave this one up to you this is this one's up to you. Like I said, I'm I'm all about Darren Kendrick here. That's my dude. I like him a lot. Um, I like the dog mentality think, from him. So, real quick with him, I think thinking about Denver, they, they, they with the character that they want, mm-hmm. I think that they'll kind of stay away there. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's a fair assessment. And that's the one thing that does. That's why he's available at 75 overall is because he's a character red flag. His whole being in existence is a character red flag. So, uh. Let's let's go with Mafe here. Let's go Boye Mafe here and uh and help bolstering up the and Darren Kedrick with the very next pick too. Damn it. <laughs> language, language. Oh, it's all right. I didn't say anything anything too bad. I, I mean, I we could. We could turn this into NS, uh, NSFW real fast. We're gonna have to kind of hurry through this though, guys. Um we got about 14 minutes left for the hour. We can run a little bit long since we're kind of doing this here. Unless Eric, we want to stop it after like the fifth round we, we could do oh, that we, just we do it kind of, we can speed through it okay so let me go full screen here guys i'm going to ignore the chat for just a minute so i can actually read what we've got going on here on our side the the screen window is about this big so i can't actually see what eric has going on here uh chad muma still available uh brandon smith available from penn state um alante taylor cornerback out of tennessee now this is some range that i could actually see him go uh tyler smith the interior offensive lineman from tulsa heard a lot of good things about him but i don't think that he's necessarily a scheme fit here um 
Eric, what do you think so far? What do you, what do you, what's, oh, John Ridgway is still available here. Uh, the Arkansas kid, that, that big, strong zero one technique. Uh, Cole Strange, a kid out of Chattanooga that moves really well. I like him a lot. I've seen a lot of high praise coming out about him. Um, so, Eric, what are you thinking here? Um, well, <laughs> it's hard because uh, there's another position I really think that Denver needs to double up on. Um, Two of them, really. And there's two guys, and you can actually see them on the screen, 103-105 there. Spencer Burford, the offensive tackle out of UTSA. Um, dude's so much fun. He's so good. He He's violent. He's a good athlete. Good technique. Can come in and help bolster the depth. And in a year or two, when it's time to move on from Garrett Bowles, you have, you've been developing a guy to kind of step in. <coughs> Sorry about that. And then you have John Ridgway. I don't think Mike Purcell's long for the team. It wouldn't surprise me at the end of this month, beginning early next month, we hear that he's been let go. Yeah. The captain, um, the captain doesn't line up with this production. He's he's on like a $4 million deal right now, so he's going to be like two and a half against the cap next year. Um, as far as limited as a zero-one technique into the running game, you, you can't afford to have that guy out on the field for, the, what, 30% of the snaps? That's all he plays. Yeah. So, you, uh, like, as much as I love Mike Purcell, I love I, I wrote a great story about him when he signed his deal. Um, the the journey that he's had, he's not going to be long for this team. Yeah, and John Ridgway, I think, is a guy who can come in right away and handle the zero one technique. I think he's a little bit more limited on what he has to offer as a pass rusher um, from the zero one technique. Even though he did really well there in college, um, he can get up and do some push of the middle. Um, so you're not super worried about him getting caught on passing in passing situations and defend the run. Those are two ways I want to go. Another, a third option here is Brandon Smith. I saw somebody mention about him the top thing. This is where I'd start looking at linebacker at linebackers. Um, dude's a freak athlete was misused with them um, with at Penn State. So that's the option that I'd be looking at. Um, James Cook ended up being picked, so I'm not going to be looking at there. It sounded those three for me. Um, Spencer Burford, Brandon Smith. I like Chad Muma. Um, but I think from what I understand is that they want to go a little bit more athletic at the linebacker position and mm-hmm. isn't exactly that. No. Um, so Brandon Smith, Max Mitchell, he's another athletic, really good fit. I'm actually going to roll him out though. I think that he's long gone by pick 96. Okay. Uh, uh I'm seeing a lot of Ridgeway here and it's Jeremy over on Twitch. It's going to, it's going to kind of sway me on this one um there's another one here i believe it was peter middleton as well that came in and said that they get yep it's a necessity to get uh to get john ridgeway the interior uh, defensive lineman from the university of arkansas so let's go with that all right, guys, if you guys had any specific questions, I mean, it, we're we're very early in the draft process here. So if you guys have any specific questions on players, I mean, we've got the senior NFL draft analyst at milehighhuddle.com and Eric Trickle here. I've got a pretty good grasp on some a lot of the names that are going on around uh, as far as where we're at right now. Maybe when we push towards the end of this thing, it's going to be kind of more deflected to Eric. But if you guys got any specific players um, from your favorite team, um, maybe some guys you heard about, some guys that had some uh, some shining performances at the Senior Bowl, maybe the Shrine game that happened last week. Make sure you get them in, okay? Because we'll we'll address as much of those as we definitely can. And Mike jumping in here saying, yes, the trenches are looking stout, and we are actually doing the best that we can to re-bolster these trenches here. Going back for no the screen, guys, so give me just a second. Yeah, no quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. Makes me happy. No quarterback. Yes. Um, Don't worry, eventually I will push for a quarterback in this draft. 
there's one that I really like. Um, and there's a lot of people that have some conflicting opinions about him. Um, and I'm not sure if he's still going to be available at this particular point. At where are we at? Oh, 113. Oh, he'll he'll still be here. We got we got until about the fifth, the middle of the fifth round before the guy that I want to to take is going to be gone. Who is it? I like Bailey Zappi, dude. I do. I I I'm I'm all right. The the arm talent isn't great, but he's got enough arm strength to uh, to push the ball around the field. Threw for a million yards. It seemed like at Western Kentucky. Um, the processing is a little questionable at times, but it's the air raid system. So you're, it's a lot of one read stuff. He's just kind of getting the ball out. There's some. There's not like the best mobility, but he can move. Um, it's a guy that you can develop and particularly if you go and get like an Aaron Rodgers and you needed a developmental guy that you could, you know, kind of lean on and let him show the ropes and then transitioning him into, I think that you can have a Jimmy Garoppolo light out of him if he hits like the max part of his ceiling, but it, it it's going to take some time for him to get there. I, I do like Bailey Zappi. I really do. So two comments here. Um, Dylan Von Arks, quarterback and linebacker. And then we got Todd Ostroff. When might we, when might we address getting a kick punt returner? Well, we can get a cornerback and a kicker punt returner right here with Marcus Jones. Mm-hmm. A little bit smaller, 5'8", nickel corner, fits what the Broncos want to do defensively and coverage extremely well. Great athlete, good nose for the ball. Not afraid to stick his nose in there as a run defender. A lot of hype about this kid. I'm a big fan of him. I love what he offers up as a returner. Huge fan. I think that this is good value for him at 113. Um, I don't think that he would be here. I think he will go top 100 but not by much, uh, like in the 90s. So I'm fine with going that way, even though it's a slight bit of a fall for him. Because, again, you can't predict the unpredictable, and falling in draft is always unpredictable. So Marcus Jones, like, I'm a huge fan. That's kind of why I've been pushing away from corner a little bit. Like, Marcus Jones, I want to see what Michael Ojemudia can do on the outside. With Ronald Darby, I want to find a more – and Patrick Sutan, I want to find a more natural nickel. That's Marcus Jones. It, that's true. He's super fluid. I, I watched a little bit of him the other day. Super fluid. Um, thick, too. For 5'8", he's thick. Like, he's actually got some build to his upper body. Some decent length as well. So, I like Marcus Jones here. Cam Taylor Britt's another name. I've, I've heard a lot about him. I don't know much about him. Um, but it sounds, from what I understand, like there's hip flexibility issues there. So, it, you're you're looking at um, keeping him off the ball and playing him so that he can just kind of catch things and, and keep everything in front of him. Because he's not a turn and run kind of an athlete. Um, so, that might be something you want to kind of shy away from uh what else you got here eric um leo chanel i don't i don't like him in the modern day nfl cole strange if you want to add more depth on the interior offensive line mm-hmm. amari mathis there's some who want to play him at corners some who want to play him at safety i like him a lot better at safety if you want to go get a center only guy um that really fits the scheme than alec lindstrom out of boston mm-hmm. college um Terrell Bernard, he's a good athlete, kind of had a rough showing at the Senior Bowl before I believe he got hurt and ended up pulling out. Um, I like Hassan Haskins, too. Hassan Ingram is all right. Um, Rashad White, if you want to look at a running back that is complimentary for what Javante Javante Williams brings, Mm -hmm. Rashad White is a good option. Doesn't have super home run speed, but has enough juice to work in space, make one read and go, fits the scheme. So if you want to go running back, that's an option there as well. Yeah. What about Brian Osamoa, the linebacker from Oklahoma here? I'm there's not. Some, there, there's some fluidity to him. He he moves all right, but he's just not the best athlete. He, he he's smooth, which makes him seem faster and more athletic than he is. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, he's one that I want to see how he tests. I want to see. Right. I want to see the movement drills. I want to see the speed tests. 
I want to see how he looks at how he measures athletically before I really form an opinion on him. He could be worth a pick here, but at this moment, I just have too many questions on that side of it to really make it. Yeah. Is Kobe Bryant available? Kobe Bryant is a is available. That might be an interesting one there as well. I, but does he have the punt return versatility? I don't think that he actually. No, he doesn't have the punt points. return versatility. I don't think he really has the versatility to play inside. Yeah. Um, let's see here. White from uh, Arizona State, the running back, uh, Rashid White, is that's Michael Ronquillo coming in here. Black Knight, uh, Jeremy saying we need a cornerback. Um, let's see here. Alex says Peyton will draft his quarterback when. Uh, for now, we start lock. Um, that definitely is. If they if they don't if, if they don't end up with a court, trading for a quarterback, I assume they'll sign. I believe they'll sign one. I don't think they'll draft one early, and I don't think that Drew Lock is on the team in twenty twenty two. Yeah, Todd jumping in here early saying Marcus Jones is this call. Let's just let's dial that one up really fast. All right, Got I do like I do like these last few ones a little bit. We still have a few more picks, so yeah. Once we get to the sixth and seventh round, guys, sorry, I'll just kind of make the pick and then yeah, I, I took a little bit too too long early. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that, guys, and sorry for talking over the top of each other. We're kind of trying to get through this as much as we possibly can, um, guys. Again, if you guys got any questions, uh, Christian Watson from our palace. Christian Watson still available? Um, I don't think so. No, Rashad um, White, one forty-four. Rashad White or sincere McCormick. McCormick. Oh um, yes, CJ. Thank C.J. Anderson when you think C.J. McCormick. Not super long speed, but got, has enough burst to go pick up yards. Smaller, built like a bowling ball, Can has really good contact balance, good footwork, good vision. Just not the long speed you really want. Not the best guy um, in space exactly. Um, can make people miss between, kind of between the tackles. So scheme fit for running backs is always iffy to talk about because you don't you can always try to get guys to work in different schemes. So maybe he can fit there. Um, I really like Rashad White here. I think he's a great scheme fit. I think he's a great balance for what you're getting at Javante Williams. Um, probably the best option I, I like here of the options. Uh, Peter Middleton has a question about center here, and I want to see if I can find it really fast. Um, uh, Peter, throw that back in there really fast for me. Uh, make it a little bit easier on us on our, our end here. Uh, and I, I actually do agree with what Eric said. A, another center here, and it's unfortunate because I don't think that uh, Alec Lindstrom is probably going to be available anymore. Um, that was another really interesting pick because uh, as as much as I liked, liked, and I mean that with uh, L-I-K-E-D, liked um, Lloyd Cushenberry when he was coming out, he doesn't fit. He doesn't move well enough, and he just hasn't developed. He hasn't developed the strength, hasn't developed the vision that you need. Um, he's not necessarily a great scheme fit here either. Um, I, like Alec Lindstrom would have been a really good one. Rashad White is the one that I'm seeing here. EJ saying Rashad White. Uh, Michael Ronquillo saying we need to speed at running back. Um, so R Rashad White seems to be the one here. But going back to the center position, uh, when would you draft a center, or would you leave that for free agency, Eric? That's from Peter. Um. First and foremost, I would look at Graham Glasgow. Yeah. Alton Reisner, mm -hmm. Graham Glasgow, Quinn Miners. That would be my interior offensive line. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry, you can either try to sit there and help him develop um, from depth and then look again next year, or you take a guy a little bit later in the draft, which could end up being a conversation here shortly. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, pick 151. These are a bunch of names that I'm not seeing here. Caleb, L- okay, we went to the quarterback here. Um, Caleb Ellaby is a guy that I know that Nick Kendall likes a lot from Western Michigan. Uh, Bailey Zappi is there as well. And this is about the area that I think that he's probably going to go. Um, there's enough upside with him. Uh, Eric, there's another one down at the bottom of the list there. Brock Purdy, a guy that you were touting a couple of years ago, saying, hey, by the way, watch for him in the first round. And then all of a sudden he decided to, he was not going to play very good. He, he, he pulled a Hackenberg. He did. Like, he really extreme did. Hackenberg. <laughs> Like, this is the guy who he showed a lot of traits to be a first-round pick and then, like, started up here and then just all the way down. So, no, no Brock Purdy, no Anthony Brown, no Dustin Crum. If I'm picking the quarterback here, I'm going with Caleb Ellaby, not Bailey Zappi. Okay, and that's that's fair. I like Caleb Ellaby's uh, his his mobility. He moves really well, throws really well on the run. Got a bigger arm um, than Bailey Zappi. I, I forget that Ellaby even exists half the time uh, just because – it's Western Michigan and Western Kentucky. I guess it's terrible for me to say that, but at least Caleb Ellaby, the, the thing that kind of gets me with him is the fact that he just set the NCAA uh, NCAA record for most passing yards. I believe it was in a single season. So you, you hear the name a lot here. Uh, let's see. Thayer Munford would be all right. Uh, Reed Blankenship was a safety. I liked it a lot a couple of years ago. Uh, Nose for the ball. Huh? Nose for the ball. Yes. A lot of injuries though. Yep. Yeah, the, the knee injury and I think a couple of shoulder injuries as well for, for Reed Blankenship. But I liked him a couple of years ago. He was at Georgia, if I do remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, a, a bigger name um, that it would be interesting here, especially uh, now that we're down later towards the end of the end of the draft here, uh, maybe in the, the seventh round, Reed Blankenship would be a guy that I would look at. Um, I'd also be looking at Daniel Bellinger to add a little bit more okay. ability and upside mm-hmm. at your tight end position. Um, but I think at this point is it's quarterback. Like this, I think one of those two, this is the right range for both of them. I prefer LB, you prefer Zappy, so we'll let the chat decide. LB or Zappy. Uh so Peter Middleton just straight up says, Why quarterback here? <laughs> he says, um, developmental guy, guys. Um it, it, and I think that this is actually realistic. I really do. I think that there's um, a couple of guys here with some tools that you can work with, develop them up, uh, especially if you go get a Russell Wilson or a um, or an Aaron Rodgers or maybe even, say, a Kirk Cousins. Um, quarterback here is definitely a, a big possibility. So that's that's why Todd Osendorf says Zappy over Ellaby. Um, someone jumping in on Twitch saying, did we pick George Karloftis in the first round? <laughs> no, we did not. Um Ron no, you, says you can go ahead and hate this mock draft caboose because we didn't pick Carl Aftis. <laughs> uh, let's go Ellaby. I actually agree with you on that. Um, Ellaby has a little bit more tools with a with a stronger arm. And there's um, there's some footwork concerns with Bailey Zappi, but at the same time, he still works through it really well because it, he throws with a little bit better timing than Ellaby does. Ellaby likes to take the shots, though, which I think is going to work a little bit better. If you're looking for a guy to develop underneath Aaron Rodgers, then Ellaby would be the guy that I would go with. See, the reason why I'm going, I'd go LB here is because I think that he's the much better scheme fit. His footwork isn't perfect, but it's a much better fit, and he can thrive in moving pockets. Yes, yes, he can. He throws really well on the run. So let's go LB here. All right. uh, Gabriel Felix jumping in here and saying that we should trade or cut Ronald Darby and Graham Glasgow and our kicker and punter. I say develop young guns. Brandon McManus is a good, but no good for his age and money and mile high altitude. I'm not sure where that came from, but uh, Brandon McManus is one of the best, kick- like top five kicker in the NFL right now, dude. Like he's he's about as money as it gets. There's he's a the, reason why we call him McMoney. In Broncos history, he really is. Like there's there's nothing, and he's got the leg for the mile high air. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, Trader cut Darby and Glasgow. 
Glasgow just took a pay cut uh, and a, a substantial one too. Like it was, a, it was a big one to stay here. Um, he knew that he was going to be on his way out of town. Um, so it, it, he ended up agreeing to take that big pay cut um, and is more than likely going to be slated in, or, well, at least penciled in as a starter at right guard moving next year. But with the scheme change, I'm with Eric on this one. Let's see what he can do at center. He played better at center in uh, at Michigan, and also he played better at center in Detroit. So that's a, an interesting interesting move there. Eric, what do you got dialed up here, bud? Well, looking around, seeing what we have. We're in the seventh round now. No six-round pick. Um just trying to see what's available. Um, if you want a developmental guy who can play inside outside, there's John Ajukwo, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, looking at corners here, um, you got Josh Williams from Fayetteville. Um, he caught a turn a lot of eyes. I don't think he'll be here though. I don't think it gets close to this early day three. So gotta go away from there. Um let's see here. Um, Deontay Williams is an interesting one. Tariq Castro Fields, let's go. He's actually he, he's actually not a bad option. It's, it's not a bad option. I was I was in, in jest there uh, be, because I liked him a lot last year, and then we went back to school and ruined my dreams. But uh, yeah, I, I liked him a lot there. Uh, what, what else we got? Wide receiver. Here we go. This this could be interesting. Here we go. You want more competition? Oh. There you you want to deep threat with speed, one of the fastest guys at the Senior Bowl, Velas Jones Jr. Yeah, Velas Jones Jr. Been an excellent returner. I mean, gives you another option for returner. I know we have Marcus Jones. Um, Jareth Stearns is another option here. And at this point, I mean, it's unsure how long KJ Hamler is going to miss this season. So looking for another deep threat, especially if Denver is going to go get Rodgers, no matter what quarterback they have, adding a little bit more speed is not that bad of an idea. I here. like that. I like that a lot because you were just re- you literally just wrote, uh, read my mind there because uh, I was just going to say a- another deep threat, a guy that can you know fill in early for uh, for KJ Hamler coming off that torn ACL. Um, that's a that's definitely a, a a decent idea to take a look at here. I, I do like that a lot. In fact, I almost want to push you to I, I want to push you to. Uh, um, to, to go in that direction. I really do. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, our pal says, get the speed. EJ says, uh, Velas Jones Jr. Let's see here. Not, I don't want to put you in timeout. I want to, I want to read your comment for you. EJ says, uh, Velas Jones Jr. Could replace Hamler when KJ gets injured. And it's, that's another thing. KJ Hamler not only has the torn ACL, but he also has a lot of soft tissue injuries, the hamstring injury. There was a quad injury in there as well. So there's, um, there's definitely some, some issues there. <laughs> Eric, correct me if I'm wrong here. And I don't know a whole lot about Velas Jones. I do know he's a burner. Um, what's his body type? Is he, uh, he's a little bit longer than KJ is, but he's like, he's taller, but I guess lanky. I think he's like six foot 190. Right. Let me so, see if I can find out on the senior bowl. Yeah. And so that's, that's a little bit, a little bit bigger than KJ. Um, and I don't think that he does have the, uh, um, he's not quite as fast as KJ is. That's what got KJ drafted as high as they did. Um, but he does, he also doesn't have the, uh, um, the injury history that I'm aware of. So there, there's some development. He doesn't have the route running ability that KJ did coming out of, coming out of Penn state either. Um, he was one but, of like uh, one of three players to almost hit 22 miles per hour at the senior bowl. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dude can fly. The dude can fly for sure. Um, Let's see here. Let me run through the chat really fast. Uh, oh, good night, Mike. If you check this out later after the fact, it was, it was good to have you here, and we appreciate all your insight. Uh, Caboose is not thrilled about not getting uh, George Karloftis, man. All of the memes, it's great. 
Uh, so he came in at 5'11 and 203 pounds. Oh, so he's thicker. Oh. He's he's thicker than KJ is for sure then. Um, let's see here. There's a guy named Smoke Monday. <laughs> Safety out of Auburn. I think I think he's gone before the seventh round, but all right. So where are we are let's let's see here. I want tall and fast, like six four, four, four kind of guy. It, yeah, Zeb, everybody wants a six four 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 kind of guy. Like it'd be great to, it, it like it would be really great to have um Demarius Thomas again. That would be great, but uh, that's probably not going to happen here. At, uh, at yeah, I mean, you get height, weight, sweet, uh, height, weight, speed guys like that in the tail end of the seventh round, then you're you're getting lucky here. All right, Eric, what are you thinking here? Vilas Jones, get the speedy kid. That's the way I would go. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking here as well. Add to your add to your special teams as well. Yep. And special teams is a big thing for uh, for George Payton as well. That was something that in his introductory press conference last year. Um, well, I mean, after dealing with Deontay Spencer, can you blame him? Well, of course. And I mean, now you've got a guy because uh, Venus Jones has punt returner versatility as well. So there's another. You got a couple of guys that actually have the ability to do that. So Eric, let's let's run it through. Go ahead, and I'll let you take it away here. So with the first, with the ninth overall pick selection of Jermaine Johnson, an athletic edge who's got who's got length, he's got size, he's got power, he's got everything you want. Have to work on the technique a little bit, but he offers up good ability to hold up the edge against the run. Um, and all in all, I don't think Denver actually holds pick nine. I think it will be traded either for a veteran quarterback or to move down. At number 40 overall, Bernard Raymond, an athletic tackle who moves extremely well, has good footwork, technique's pretty solid, has decent strength, though not the best, Fits with what the Broncos want to do offensively. Perrion Winfrey, at 64 overall, you go and you bolster up your trenches a lot. I mean, this is a guy he's got. There were multiple times watching the uh, one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. His first step was tremendous. Putting, I mean, he, he was turning offensive linemen around with how quickly he was getting around him. He's got good athleticism to get under the outside shoulder, drive underneath, drive them back, uses leverage very well, has good versatility on the offensive line as well. In certain situations, he can definitely line up as a 0-1 technique, but that's not what you want him doing a lot. Then at number 75 overall, you got Boye Mafe, an athletic uh, edge rusher out of Minnesota. Still have to work on the technique a little bit, very much relies on his athleticism. But if he can get that technique around, he can be a tremendous aspect, um, tremendous weapon, I guess as a part of a pass rush package and you can sit there and work with him on his run defense, which again is something that I think as it is now is even better than what we've seen out of Malik Reed. Then you get a big interior offense or interior defensive lineman and John Ridgeway to help shoulder the, the brunt of the force against opposing off um, offices, offenses and the run game offers up a little bit of ability to get interior pressure, though not much. I don't think at the NFL level, big focus in the top 100 to Get after the quarterback. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you got to be able yep. to do that in today's game, yep. and you have to have that quarterback. Which again, that's the big reason why I don't think they have number nine overall. But either way, don't think they have it. Get after the quarterback. Have the quarterback. It's a winning formula. Then at one thirteen, you go and you get a nickel corner who can offer up returnability. Would pair very nicely with Ronald Darby and Patrick Chan on the outside with Michael Ojemudi as a depth piece and Marcus Jones. Great athlete. Fits what they want to do. Rashad White to help give a basically a number two behind Javante Williams who can works fairly well in space, can make the one reads work on the outside zone, make the one read cut and go not the fastest guy, but he's got good. He's got good burst guy. Good, decent speed. Doesn't have that second level speed to, you know, be a home run hitter consistently. Caleb Ellaby, a guy who can just, he can work in the offense. He's a depth piece, smart, 
good athlete, a little bit undersized, um, very much, you know, like Brian Allen-esque type who can work so well on the bootlegs and I, with what the Broncos wanted to bring. That gives him another depth option there. And then Velas Jones Jr., a deep weapon on offense, very fast, very quick and agile as well through his routes, offers up returnability, very much a focus in uh, a couple key points. I wish that they did. We did a little bit more work on the on the offensive line. Bernard Raymond, he's good, but I, I depth. I have some concerns about there. But you really bolstered the depth in the front seven on the defense, primarily defensive line and edge, which was so desperately needed. Got a starting nickel, which Denver desperately needed. Got a uh, wider a running back that pairs well with Javante Williams, which is needed, and a focus on special teams as well. Yeah. And the one nice thing is something that Eric and I and Nick Kendall and, and Carl Dumble, all of us in our group chat, the Mile High Huddle group chat that we have on Facebook, um, we have we've spoken at it about it consistently all the time. The one big thing that every team should be doing every single season is investing in the quarterback position no matter what. It doesn't matter if you have the guy, the franchise quarterback at the position, it does not matter. Like 75% of NFL teams go to their backup quarterback at least one time in the season, whether it's through injury or through um, like a big blowout or anything like that. It does not matter. Backup quarterbacks play a lot in the NFL. So even if you already have your franchise quarterback, it's nice to have a backup that can come in and compete consistently and have the ability to help you win some football games. Because even if you, again, you have that guy, you, you have a trade piece as well. You, you have a, a, you know, the it's a quarterback needy NFL. That's that's what literally drives the league. So if you have backup backup quarterbacks that have some value, you can then flip those to have picks. So you should have a, a, a quarterback being drafted or at least some kind of an investment in that position every single year. And Caleb Ellaby is another reason why we went in that direction here. So, and yes, as Malcolm Brown up there in Homer, Alaska says, hashtag backups matter. Yes, for sure. And Eric, um, I'm going to tweet this out really fast while you were going through it. I'm going to tweet this out right now. I just hit send. So guys, if you have any, any more reaction to us, uh, we're not going to be able to do any more here on, on the podcast tonight, but I, I tagged Eric in there as well. So if you retweet that, that'd be great. Um, but come at us guys, come get us on Twitter at Sanderson MHH for Eric at Eric trickle. Again, shout out to Scott Kennedy at scout Kennedy. Um, I'm going to just run through the, uh, the matters of business here and we'll get out of here really fast. Um, also, guys, while you're at it on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle, that's the mother account where you're going to get breaking news and analysis, um, film breakdowns, opinion articles, the Finding Broncos series, all of our premium draft content at Mile High Huddle. Facebook uh, users go to facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Click that blue Become a Supporter button for premium content like the Trickle Zone every Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Also, Kellerman's Corner and Broncos Book Club with Chad Jensen. Um Guys, if you're financially able to do so and you are just interested in, you know, helping support the show in a great way, huddleuppod.com. That's the merch booth. That's where you're going to guys, where you guys are going to get, you know, a hat. There's the Dove Valley Deep Divers t-shirts as well. Face mask, coffee cups, a hoodie, onesie for your baby, whatever to fit your fancy, something for the guys, something for the gals as well. Huddleuppod.com. That's where you guys are going to find that. Um, and if you're not financially able to do so, maybe that's not your bag. That's fine. We all understand. We appreciate your guys' support regardless, but you can still help out the show and every single show on the Huddle Up Podcast Network by subscribing, specifically on YouTube. Uh, every single podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Stitcher, it's on Twitch as well, on, on Facebook. doesn't matter. Subscribe to Mile High Huddle. Like every video you guys see, and if you love it, share it. Get it out in front of as many Broncos fans as humanly possible because without your guys' support, we could not do what we do best, which is cover your Denver Broncos. Now, Eric, 
before we get out of here, man, I got to get some more overall thoughts on this. Is there, you obviously said, you know, um, bolstering up the offensive line would be a, a, another way that you would have liked to gone here in this situation. Uh, should the board have fallen a, in a different direction here, but how many other different directions would you like to see this go? To me, I think another cornerback would be a, another way. If we could have gotten a, another cornerback earlier. Um, I like Marcus Jones a lot, but again, you know, you heard me pounding the table. Darian Kendrick is a guy that I really like. Maybe an early cornerback and then a later round cornerback would be something that just depending on how free agency goes. What do you think about that? I mean, there's there's a couple positions. That's the thing with the draft is there's only so many picks. You can't always hit every single thing that you right. want to get. Um, I mean, adding another corner, that would have been a good option there. Getting a quarterback a little bit earlier, but with the way the board fell, just wasn't comfortable taking one earlier. I was kind of hoping that when we're there at 40, one of those guys might be able to fall to the next pick. That didn't happen. Um and then interior defensive line, as much as I love getting that, um, four picks going into the de- into the front seven of, on the defense, um, well, I believe necessary. I don't think that it had to be the resources right when they were. Um, so, like, knowing that with hindsight here, with no going Mafe, um, Winfrey, Mafe, Ridgeway, I probably would have changed that up a little bit, looked at getting probably moving one of them down a little bit more, like going and getting that second, that, nose tackle type a little bit later in the draft. There's right. some good options that you can have later. Um, and going elsewhere with that pick, maybe getting that corner or something. But it's, as I said, you can't go every way. You got to go with how the board falls in really. I mean, look with my board as I'm putting it together and everything, I saw somebody ask if my board's out there. Not at the moment. Um, I typically release it just before the draft, just because of changes and stuff like that, that I make throughout it. Um, but with how things are shaping up on my board at the moment, with you know multiple changes yet to come, pretty good value like across the board. Like, yeah, it was a really good job. Yeah, it was, it, and as always, guys, it was a lot of fun to be able to do something like this for you guys. We're gonna do an, another couple of these, probably one a month or so, maybe even a, a couple more than that, but for sure at least one a month. Um, one probably right around the beginning of free agency, one around the beginning of April, and then maybe one that we do uh, about the week of the draft or right before the draft. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be doing any more of the uh, premium draft content and stuff like that as far as uh, like the roundtable. I know we're going to probably do the the full staff roundtable mock draft that we do um, right before the draft, but I think we might be doing a draft primer as well. We need to get in touch with Chad on that one. But uh, one of the big reasons why I got into this, guys, and something that uh, Eric actually found, it, it was shown to Eric by, by Chad um, that I've done, I haven't done in a couple of years, and I'm going to do it again this year. Um, breaking kind of a, a little news piece here. Uh, my my fan consensus full first round mock draft is coming back this year, and I'm going to be putting a lot of work into that. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really excited about that, and hope you guys enjoy that as well. But with that, guys, we're going to say goodbye to everybody for tonight. We'll see you guys all next week on the Dub Valley Deep Divers podcast. Same time, same place. You guys stay safe and take care. And as always, go Broncos. We'll see you guys later. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.